We got, oh god, seven seconds. Oh no! I need to yawn right now. Oh, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get it. right on the yawn, no, yawn. Keep yawning, keep yawning. Alright, now. Now you're just doing the, the scream, like the song. I was trying to yawn right now. Yo, someone, welcome everyone. Someone asked me where that stream that scream comes from, and it occurs to me that it's me yawning. It's you. Oh, yeah. It's not. A, it's not a shout mate face. It's me. It's literally just my yawn face. But, but we did. We did stage that image. <gasps> we asked yeah, you to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's very contagious. I feel in a very strong need to yawn. Yawn now. now? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yawning is so weird. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Because like. Because I'm like, out of oxygen. It's when you see people yawn, you yawn. It's like no, I can be on Discord chatting with somebody over voice. And just the, the sound of yeah, the yawn makes me it yawn. Makes you want to Everyone's going to yawn really now. Badly. It's fine. The way I yawn, no one's going to want to yawn. Because mm. they're going to be like, oh. Be like and you can tell a fake road. yawn, though. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the human brain is really good at telling a fake fake yawn from a good, <sighs> like a proper yawn. That was real. That was definitely real. You've been staying up too late. No, I'm just getting used to... I just got back to the office. Everyone else got back last week. So mm. I'm just getting used to um, the... What was the situation? I'm getting used to... Waking up at seven or earlier again, so yeah. I woke up. I woke up a quarter to seven today, um, but I want to get back to six thirty, um, and then yeah. Absolute mad lad. <laughs> getting up that early? <laughs> no, it's I, good. It's I good get stuff. up like seven or seven thirty. But during the holidays, I was getting up like eight, nine. Yeah. I think sometimes it'd be like get up at seven, but then I'd be like mm, no, roll over and sort of snooze and <laughs> just not really leave bed for a while, That's and I'd be like time time. for breakfast at ten. Yeah. That's breakfast time. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Um, anyway, what's what's everyone... welcome to the podcast. I don't know how these work anymore because I've been away for so long. We've had literally one podcast. Since but I know, but I missed a bunch as well. Okay. So yeah, I, it's I'm... been busy in the office. Yeah. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff going on. Too much stuff. I was on last week actually. I think I was. <laughs> yes, I was. I was on last week. What Winston was meant to be here, but what happened? He slept in. Oh, uh, he slept in. And now yeah. he's working from home because he's afraid of the fire. To be fair, the smoke is real bad today. Smoke is so bad. Oh. I woke up to a message from we the are doing a thing. the hazardous masks. We are doing a thing about for bushfire relief. I just can't tell you what it is yet, but I, it's very, very soon. Mm. Within days. I was going to say, do you think the people on Twitter who are currently doing the game devs for fireies know about the thing that's happening I some of them definitely do because okay. they're involved um so it's kind of odd that they're doing this as well yeah it's, but it's anyway very weird. this whatever this is you'll be able to get involved you better help out it'll be good um i'm pretty excited for it mm. um so that's cool um but it's still very sad that we have to do it oh yeah and there's like did you did anyone watch like the like the um what is the os not the Oscars Oscars Os- what was on last week? That was the Emmys? No. Golden Globes? Golden, Golden Globes. Globes. We didn't watch the Golden Oh, no, I watched Ricky Gervais. Yeah. So, Ricky Gervais did his, his gags. He fucking pulled the shit out of people for, like, not helping, like, fix the environment. Yeah. And then did a whole bunch of, like, uh, sexual harassment jokes. And then ended ended his whole gig, or the end of the night, with send money to Australia. I was like, all right, I forgive all of the shit <laughs> you just said. Yeah. He's a he's he's an odd man. I don't know if he. I mean, I can't tell if he was it's, joking. He's like, I've, this is my last time I've ever done it. I'm just gonna say whatever I want, and then I'm gonna get off the stage. He said that last time, but <laughs> I think this I'm, might be the last time. I'm pretty certain that he. This is just his persona. Yeah, what he's like, being a shithead. Isn't he meant yeah. to be a bit of an asshole? I think he's meant to be a shithead. That's always been his sort of character, which is <gasps> unfortunate. But I know, but he seems he seems like he can. He knows how to make a joke. He just doesn't know what to not say, like. 
he could be very funny because everything he says is funny. It's just that some of it's tasteless or like hypocritical. Right. Right. So it's like he definitely knows how to construct a joke. It's just like maybe if you just sat back, reflected on the decisions, and then picked three good ones, and then just said those, people would like you. I I think it's like I think he's okay with people not liking him. Maybe like when he's in his stage persona. Because like I get a feeling, I get the feeling he gets a real kick from watching people's jaws oh. drop and not go back to the normal <laughs> smile. Afterwards. There's definitely a lot of comedians like that. Bill Burr is very similar. Like his persona for really. Yeah, I hate Bill Burr. Why? Oh, Too edgy. I don't find. I don't know these what his jokes like. actually funny. Bill, okay. what is Bill Burr known for? His whole persona is like angry yelling. Have oh. you seen it? This for family. Yeah, tiny bit of it. Okay, it was so very not. Show. It was not funny. Yeah, okay, so there we, there's there's the line. But, like, I find Nick Kroll funny, even though I shouldn't. Why shouldn't you? It just doesn't seem like his jokes are actually in good taste, mm. <laughs> having uh, watched Big Mouth. Oh, I haven't seen Big Mouth. He's... Yeah, he's an interesting one, because he's not really a stand-up comedian. Mm. As much as... He's more of a scriptwriter, right? Act, yeah, actor, and writer? actor, producer, director. He does, I think, all of that more. Like, seeing him last week, I'm pretty sure it was the first time he's ever come to Australia. Yeah. So he doesn't yeah. do a lot of stand-up. But he was... His comedy was... Ta- I thought it was tasteful. Like, it was still oh. offensive as comedians are usually offensive. <laughs> but it wasn't anything particularly mean. It's weird that it's hard to be funny without being offensive. I mean, punching up is cool. But, like... It's, I mean, there's usually, like, very, very, like, similar styles, right? There's the, there's, like, the one-liner style, which is, like, it could be a really long joke, but it's, it's setting up for a callback. Yeah. Like, it, that's, it's just a, like, oh, that's funny because of X. And then there's, like, the stuff that is just horrendous. Like, it's just, like, you could not say that in public. You could only say it in a comedy theater. Yeah. And then there's the stuff that's, like, um... Oh, goodness. I'm trying to think of, like, what kind of sort of style it is. Eddie Murphy in the 90s when he was playing ten characters at once oh, and just so, made five like jokes. So, self-deprecating. I mean, actually, yeah. I guess there's, like, the, the funny voices and stuff, yeah. Yeah, that, that stuff. But that's not... Those, I, I guess they're... Chopstick they're... is probably where it all yeah. kind of started. Oh. The self-deprecating stuff is, is usually much easier to... That's, that's why I can't say, watch Broadsheet. Not Broadsheet, say... Broad... Broad City. Broad City. I can't watch Broad City because of that style. It makes me the For cringe. What? Self-deprecating. It's cringy, yeah. self-deprecating stuff. I'm like, oh, come on. I love that show. Yeah. It's like, because when, when I'm watching a TV show or a movie, I really want characters to evolve and grow and learn. And cringe humor relies on them not mm. evolving and learning. Yeah. It's like they make the same mistakes over and over again. I was going to say, one, one that I... One um, stand-up that I really, really enjoy is Bo Burnham. Because he yeah. does, he does like musical, like it's like a full performance that's like timed out the whole way through. Well, so, Bob just talked about that, saying so used to watch a lot of Bo Burnham. Who's sorry? Bo Burnham. Low Bo. Low Bo. Low Bo. Yeah, I because like, it's very clear that when he starts his show, he hits play on like a tape, or has somebody who's like setting up timings. Yeah. Because, like, he'll just like stop halfway through a joke, and like an audio sample will play, and like. It's very, like, scripted out and, like, uh, perfectly timed. Well, that's an interesting thing. Does that make it better or worse comedy? Because I would like that less. Do I want to oh. feel like it's the first time they're making those jokes ever. Do either of you watch um, Hassan Minaj's Patriot Act or have seen him do stand-up? Uh, I think I watched half of that. Yeah. yeah. He's just, it's like, it's a TED Talk as a comedy special. Yeah. Which is really surreal. And I like what he's talking about because it's usually fairly informative I mean, and pretty well-researched. Um, then again, when he did the game dev episode one, I was like, oh, okay, so maybe 
maybe if this is how it applies to all the things he talks about, he's not that well researched, right? And it, or or it's like the limitation of a thirty minute episode, yeah, um, which is always a problem. Yeah, I mean, I guess like what what did you think of Nanette? Because that's kind of like a TED talk as well. Oh, that was just real sad. Yeah, it was funny and sad. Yeah, it was. I guess like Nanette also was like really popular in Australia because it's such Australian comedy. Yes. And like, there's a lot of references in that that are like, yeah, and they're a they're a very well known Australian comedian yeah. as well, right? Like, I don't know how well they are known internationally. Mm. I do like. I think there's a lot to be said as well of. Uh, I suppose they're self deprecating, but then on a different level of being very self aware, like Ali Wong's comedy. I oh, think yeah. Yeah. Ali Wong like, is. She's hilarious. Yeah, and she's really good. Yeah, she's take she's being self aware and self deprecating at the same time to some okay. degree. Okay, and she doesn't punch down, which I like. Sorry. She never punches down is good mm. just slightly across <laughs> some yeah often across but very pretty much never down which is always good yeah um i think i've seen i've seen her in film and i've seen her just do stand-up and i think she's good in both yeah did she write for fresh off the boat is that her show i think she was one of the writers or, and sure. she's involved in something else now as well um she's done quite a bit i actually saw her for the first time when i was in the states and she was a surprise comedy act like she was just oh. testing some of her new stand-up and she mm-hmm. came out. And I'd heard of her name, but I'd never watched anything. And I was, like, in tears by the end. It was really good. She's good, she's good action. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. What, what y'all been doing? What, yeah, what, what have you guys been playing? What have I been playing? Um, I've been playing... I played The World Ends With You. That was last year. The I was Switch playing that. version? Yeah, I was playing it on Switch. How did it translate to Switch? Because I know a lot of the mechanics were very, like, 3DS, two screens. Uh, it seemed fine. I didn't have any issues with it. Like, it's all touch you can't play it with a controller. Um, That's a shame. Oh. So, like, not being able to play it docked is kind of a shame. Like, if you put it in docked, you have to use a Joy-Con and point it at the screen. No! That's all! Is that good? No. Oh. Yeah. Because uh, you don't have, like... You can do... Like, you can't do flicks really easily. Because oh. it's got, like, the, the distance that has to move across the screen. But yeah. Depending on how far away you're sitting. So, so yeah, it's kind of a little bit crap. But if you're playing it like t- like handheld, so if you're on the train or whatever, it yeah. worked fine. Um, yeah, I didn't have any like issues at all. Like I was, okay. I haven't seen it played on a on a 3ds, so I don't or on a DS, sorry. So I don't know how different it is. Okay. But I yeah. remember, I remember being told to me that it like a lot of the mechanics relied on the top and the bottom screen being utilized in a it's, very specific way. Is it like way. the top screen you do button inputs for and the bottom screen is all touch screen inputs? I don't know what buttons there would be though. Yeah. Oh, there's no button inputs? No. It's all touch screen? It's all touch screen. Oh, then maybe... But I, feel I hate t- the idea of all touch screen. Like, there's a lot of games on Switch that don't have touch screen and I couldn't care less. Like, I find it much more comfortable to play with the Joy-Cons on the side anyway. Mm. Oh, is yeah. It, is it heavily narrative driven though? Like, there isn't that much interaction? It's JRPG. Oh, it's a JRPG. So there's right. there's yeah. quite a bit of combat. There's quite a bit of combat, but um, it looks like in the Switch version they like the easy difficulty scaled back, like scaled up the amount of experience you get, so you can still get through most of the game on easy. That's cool. The, also, um, the easy version is less grindy. Yeah. Oh, that's so much better. Because um, like, it only took me it only took me like twelve hours to get through the game. That sounds maybe, like a nice maybe a little bit maybe a little bit less. And for a JRPG, that's super short. Yeah. But it's it's a, like it's left a lasting impression because I finished that before for New Year's. Ooh, I'm pretty sure that was like a critically acclaimed game when it first came out. Like it was a really big deal. Yeah, I feel like it must have gone by the wayside. Cult, cult hit. 
is how I would have Cold hit it. I've always heard of it as being like, oh, if you have a 3DS, this is a really weird game. It's hard to find. And yeah. it, I bought it because when I worked at EB, I always knew what those games were, so I picked up like the World Ends. Keep an eye out for the cool Kingdom games. Hearts yeah. games. That's why I have a copy of Lost Odyssey. Yeah. Mm. The the cult JRPG hit for the Xbox 360 that no one played. So I really like that game because it has all these really well written short stories. Mm. So the combat's like JRPG fair. Um, and it was pretty much the only JRPG other than Pokemon I've ever really played a lot of. Right. Um, but as far as I'm, I was told from watching reviews, they're like, yeah, this is very standard. What it's best known for is just having a very long four disc campaign and uh, really well written short stories is that, that you find all the way. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It came out around the same time as Blue Dragon. Box. Yeah, yeah. I got the the chunky boxes in the office somewhere now. Mm. So if anyone wants to play Lost Odyssey, we can. Yeah, we need a three sixty that doesn't red ring. But my my three sixty doesn't red ring. That's good. Yeah, oh, that's why it's here. There's a three sixty right in front of Dan. <laughs> this is my my red three sixty that I got with Res. It's red because it came with Resident Evil Five. Uh, it was like it was actually like yeah. the Capcom three sixty. I bought it to replace my red ringed one. Yeah. Um, it was also an elite at the same time, so it has the hard drive attachment at the top. Yeah. And it um it came with Resident Evil Five, Street Fighter Two Turbo HD Remix. Yep. And can you say that five times really quickly? Street Fighter Two Turbo HD Remix, 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 Street Fighter Two. Oh, I was the end. Oh, I got to four. I got to four. It's pretty good. Um, that, was good. that was pretty damn good. Street. Oh yeah, it's because I I had to remember what the name of this game was. Uh, it came with some other Capcom thing that was not good, though. Uh, but yeah, Resident Evil 5 turned out to be wacky and weird and mm. funny. Um, yeah, and I brought it into the office because I have a bunch of the 360 games here and I have a bunch of Xbox One games here. Yeah. And I want to be able to play Xbox Original, sorry. And I wanted to be able to play um, Jet Set Radio Future again. Right. Because I have a disc... I have a Jet Set Radio Future Western copy in a Japanese box. Because like, uh. the version I bought and found... Because I played it a long time ago, but it always comes on... It was in the West. It was released on a double disc with Sega GT 2000. Right. Um, but it never came with a proper box. It was always just in a slit. It was like came with the console. So I bought when I was in Japan. I bought a Japanese box copy of it. Right. I think I still have. I think I have both discs in there, but I just switched them out. So the the Japanese copies in the slip and the the Western copies on the box. Right. Um, Interesting. Yes. It was, it was cool. Um, yeah, I haven't played Jet Set Radio Future. What? Oh, sorry. Um, Me and Ellie, this is like the one game yeah. we like bond over because that game is like I so have, important. I have Jet Set Radio on, on Steam. That's trash. I, I don't That's a trash future. game. Yeah. Jet Set Jet Grind Radio is a prototype game. <laughs> Jet Set Radio Future is like a very refined version That's of that. That's that rollerblading right. thing that you two got yes. all the time. Funky, right? fresh music, yeah. cool aesthetics. T- looks really good still like it holds yeah. up really well like it all it needs is like a color grading pass basically yeah it's like it's a little dull looking but like the dot like, is super crisp still uh, i would love for them to do a hd remake of that but i think because it's sega and xbox like i think the licensing must be weird because they did right. a hd remake of grind radio but future never got a re-release right. so there's there's no reason you wouldn't it's the better game so like it's the difference of like one is level based and the second one is like hub based and then, like, the level design flows really well in the second game, whereas yeah. the first one, the level design doesn't flow as well. Right. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a significantly better game. More characters, better music. Oh, actually, that's a lie. There's different music. They both have, like, a combination of composed music and licensed music, mm. which makes them feel really cool. And it was, like, all music that the, the composer liked at the time, which is sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I haven't been playing that game. You haven't been playing that game? No, I haven't. Not recently. I just 
What strong. have you been playing? Uh, well, since I have been off, I haven't been in the office for fuck six weeks. No, not six weeks. Last nah. three. Has it only been three weeks? Yeah. Feels like it's been a lifetime. Oh my god. You missed us too much. Mm, I miss working too much. Um, so I, I mean, I, I ended up doing a shit ton of work while I was at home anyway. Yeah. Um, I was playing a bunch of stuff because I was playing some stuff for research. So I played finally for the first time. Played Flower. Played through the first couple of regions for that. I may actually finish it because it was the, of the research games I was playing. It was the one I enjoyed the most. Yeah. It had a lot of issues. You're playing like, with Jared? No, I'm playing on PC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Picking up your entire computer. Yeah. It has control issues, definitely. Right. That was my biggest problem with it. It's like it's... The game is about, like, flying through and flow and stuff, right? But then it's got a collectible mechanic. Like, you, you're encouraged to collect everything in the world. But then it's like... It's got, like, areas where, like, you can't turn as sharp as the, like, path of the things you want to collect is. So you just kind of, like, have to go in a little bit and then go out and then come back in and it doesn't feel very good. Wow, um, I, I never, like, I never like, encountered that. It's like, do it's, it, maybe it's a gyro maybe to it's thumbstick a, issue. Yeah, maybe it's... PC. Um, so Flower was neat. I played um, I played some East Shade. I might play more of that as well. That was really cool. Uh, the game the East Shade is the right? painting game. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it kind of looks like Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> like it's of a graphical fidelity level of Skyrim remastered, basically with better lighting. Right. Um, and more interesting. Looking I always set thought pieces. it looked like Mia's Mata. No, it's way nicer looking than Mia's Mata. Nicer looking than Mia's Mata. Way, way nicer looking. Way, way more like crisp. Okay. Um, yeah, when I look at it and you see like the the interactions with NPCs, it looks like Skyrim because it's got the same, it's the exact same position of NPC on screen, mm. dialogue, and then blur, right? <laughs> and that same like level of everything is super textured and everything has ambient inclusion. So <laughs> it's aggressive ambient like ambient inclusion and SS FXAA. Yeah. Um, so I was playing that. I played some Mutazione, um, which is like very dull but very pretty. Um. I played some, uh, just a little bit of Pine. I need to go back and play more right. of it. Pine. Um, oh, Pine is the, that came out relatively It's a Brazilian yeah. game. It's like a it's like RPG. Breath of the Wild. Kind of. Yeah, I didn't get far enough in to get past the part. I didn't get past the scripted stuff yet. Right. So it's still got that, like, very scripted intro stuff going on. Um, fuck. So that's the stuff I just sort of played lightly. Um, and then I played, like, maybe 20 hours of Cave Blazers. Because it was just like, oh, I need to kill 30 minutes. Play some cave blazers. Got to do. Blazes. I played. I think I played a lot of cave blazers the last year. Wow. Um, cave blazers is a game, which I didn't realize had a really. I got. I finally got to the final boss as well. As yeah. far as I'm aware, I'm at the final boss. Uh, it could actually. It was. It, it had four stages. It must be the final boss. Um, I learned like over the Christmas break. I learned a bunch of like mechanics that I didn't even know existed, and like just totally changed like my ability to do well. Yeah. So it's like, oh, there's this thing I could have been doing this whole time, which significantly powers up the character um, and makes the game a lot easier. Um, so I played a lot of cave places, but the other, surprisingly, the other roguelike I played a lot of was I started and finished Children of Mortar with my partner. Right. So Children of Mortar is a roguelite with some of the best pixel art I've ever seen, really good voice acting, which is surprising. It's like narrated yeah. by one person. Uh, it's about a family, the, um, the, the Children of Mortar, the family like you've got a grandma a dad and lots of kids and a mom and like an uncle yeah. and they all live in this big house and the families the generations of family their responsibility is to take care of the the player the the planet called raya uh it's just like a super tropey plot it's like okay in this generation okay now the great evil has spawned the family must raise arms and go and uh free the spirits and yeah. save earth 
Um, but it's just, like, the voice acting is really earnest. And, like, it's, like, the lead... Like, the characters' names are, like, John and Joey and Margaret and Mary. But, like, they're so... Everything is so tropey, but, like, delivered so earnestly and the voice acting is really good. It doesn't matter. And so the, the way the game plays out is, unlike a traditional roguelike where you'd, like, go into a dungeon and then just do the whole dungeon from start to finish and finish the whole game. Yeah. You do one dungeon. The dungeon maybe has three floors. You get st- you get progress through it, and then you get booted out when you finish. You return home. You get to spend the money you made in the dungeon, whether you win or lose, yeah. on upgrades. So it's very um, rogue legacy in that way. Um, the upgrades apply to every character. So and then, um, but you don't retain any items between runs. So you do get stuff like um, you find a dog once, and then you bring it home, and it's like, oh, the dog's sick, and you like. He, you find items that like heal the dog. There's all these little narratives that you like progress by, like finding unique things along runs. Yeah, um, and they're all really cute. Or it's like you, there's parts of the world that you sort of learn about. Um, and the other part of the upgrade system that's really, really well done is there's eight characters that you can play as, and all of them, their XP and progress is maintained through runs, no matter if you win or lose. Yeah. and then if you hit certain milestones with those characters you unlock upgrades that apply to every character. Which is really cool. Yeah, so like, I, the only like really good rogue light I've ever played was Rogue Legacy. Compared like, to Rogue Legacy, I feel like this is much, much, much better. Right. Like, level variation is really good. The way it does progress is really good. Like, I've beaten World uh, 1 of 3 in the first region. Now I don't have to play... I, unless I want to grind, I don't have to play 1 of 3 anymore. Yeah. Right. So, it's kind of... Oh, I'm trying to think of like the games that let you skip zones after you've done them. But a lot it of doesn't likes, punish you. It doesn't punish you because a lot of roguelikes will let you skip zones when you hit make progress. But then you're punished because a roguelike, a, an aggressive roguelike, is always start to finish playthrough, right? Yeah. Like you're always encouraged to start from the start because you get more money, you get more items, and you get more powerful that way. Yeah. Whereas if you skip sections, like in Spelunky, if you skip, yeah. you're not going to have any items. You're going to just start with the starting gear. You're going to be terrible. Um, whereas this game, because a lot of your progress and power level is marked through family tree upgrades and family upgrades, yeah. like purchasing stuff at home, it doesn't matter that you're jumping ahead. Yeah. Like, and the game is definitely is hundred percent. It's not. It's not not designer at skipping. You can't continue. There's no option to not return home when you finish a level. You yeah. have to go back. So it it's hundred percent designed around that power level being reset every time. Uh, and the upgrades you get during runs aren't that significant. Yeah, they are. They're cool and they're potent sometimes. But then sometimes some of the family tree upgrades make those items more powerful as well. Right. So that once you get one during a run, like there's like activated items, right? This item when you activate it does like a ring of damage around you. What platform were you playing it on? I was playing on Xbox. Xbox. But I think it's on stuff. I think it's on Switch. Chat and uh, at least maybe be able to Google it. Um, Children of Mortar, highly recommend. Very good co-op play. It doesn't have Master Slave camera. I always appreciate that. If it had Master Slave camera, I would have cried. Um, what does it do instead? It's got like um, distance position, you know, cent- yeah. camera centered on average position. Never loses the player. The biggest issue actually is like um, if your if your teammate dies, you can revive them, but you can't actually run far enough. You can't run very far away because yeah. the camera will lock. Right. So I just refer to this game camera fucked. Um, so what will happen is that like mm-hmm. my partner would die or I would die in a, like a bad area there's lots of monsters yeah and you'd be like okay i'm gonna run i'm gonna back up and i'm gonna like shoot arrows from distance or i'm gonna like try and run away and then just pick them off one by one but you can't get far away 
to get to safety and then sort of re- right. come back. So you would kind of get in these situations where you're like, I know the cam- the camera is set up like this, but like maybe, and I guess that they don't want to let you just like leave your partner behind. Yep. And, and that, stay together, yeah. it means that you are always together. But it does also mean that like tactically you kind of die to the camera sometimes. Yeah. But in those situations you may have died anyway. Like it would it might have been unavoidable and they would like, this is the, the lesser evil yeah. that we can choose here. Because otherwise this, this basically... There's very few ways for you to fuck your teammate over, which is nice in co-op. Because you're a family. Like, you're, yeah. you're meant to be working together. Um, cool. Yeah. I think I might pick that up at some point. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, if you have an Xbox, I can give you the disc. I bought it at 20 no, bucks at JB. No, I don't have an Xbox. Oh, no one has an Xbox. No. It's a good console. It's a good little console. I, so it's PlayStation. Yeah. I got upset about Xbox because they got rid of Kinect. And they stopped <laughs> supporting it. And it was fucking great. The Kinect on the Xbox One was so good. Elise and my my auntie are the only people I've ever heard say that. So good. What if, I, if you lived with someone else, you would walk in front of your console and it would recognize your face and log you in automatically to all your profiles. That's super convenient. It was really good to have, like, Netflix and stuff like that logged into that because it was, it was so good. I loved it. If it you went to a friend's house, if you both have Kinect, right, and you go to a friend's house and they have an Xbox, did it log you into their console? No, you would have to do a face facial recognition. Like, if I'm going to have creepy facial recognition... Well, you I want, want it to be everywhere you go. I want it to be on every Xbox I ever go on. Right. You know? I want it to be like... That's creepy. I wouldn't want them sharing that information across... But you can Xbox. sign into your account on other Xboxes, right? So, like... Yeah, so once you did it once... If I'm going to have creepy facial recognition, I want it to at least make my life better. Mm. I want to have I, stuff like that. I, I want to be like, I'm at my friend's place. Oh, sweet. I'm already logged in. Good I, to go. I just don't mind the... Um, the... Like the QR code login for PlayStation. Oh, that's nice. They have a QR code. Now. Well, it's, it's not even a QR code. It's like a just a number string. You hold your phone up and it logs you in. That's, that's all cool. the Connect had. So if you bought games, if you bought physical copies of games, half the time they would have a QR code thing in it as well, or like a digital thing. So you could just put that up to the to the Connect, and it would automatically recognize QR codes and like start installations and stuff like that. It was so fucking good. It was so useful. To have. <laughs> so why did they get rid of the Connect? It's expensive. Yeah. Well, it was a very fancy camera. Like, it sounds like a lot of the good features of it could be done by smartphone cameras now. Yeah. Like, well, like, because smartphone cameras, they pack all that into, like, two depth cameras. Yeah, but you still have yeah, to transfer the data from your phone to something else. Well, I mean, they could put the two cameras in an Xbox. They could They could create a smaller, cheaper camera now. Yeah. But I think people are not... Also, I, as a, like, a thing of just, like, having simplicity of the setup, like, having to plug in a separate camera is just kind of a pain in the ass. And I mean, you plug it in once, but... Yep. as far as the connects it was a hundred dollars extra when you first bought the console oh was, yeah that too yeah. Yeah, if I remember correctly I think it was yeah. 4 99 for the original console or 5 by ditching it they were able to re-release the console they did the S right and, and then, they did it much cheaper yeah so it was just a better product as a result yeah for the also, average consumer they also did the digital only console as well which yeah. doesn't have a disc drive and it was a hundred dollars cheaper yeah um, it's weird yeah was, have I played anything else no okay Basically, just been playing. I've actually watched a lot of movies over the summer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, just all the Oscar-nominated stuff, basically. Yeah, I I hear um, the Irishman is really good, but really freaking long. I kept I we kept going to watch it on Netflix and being like, oh, so let's watch the Irishman tonight. And then it was like, ah, but it's three hours and twenty minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, uh, no. Longer than the Lord of the Rings extended editions. That's it's too. I don't know. It's just like. My couch it's, isn't that comfortable. It's Scorsese, isn't my, comf- it? my couch is only comfortable for one hour of sitting. Was it directed by and Scorsese? And then I, like, can I do this? Huh? Uh, it was Scorsese, yeah. yeah. His longest film. The longest film in the world? No, his longest film. Oh, I see. Elise, what have you been playing over the last couple of weekends? Stardew Valley. 
Nice. So Stardew Valley. Just what? Stardew? Yes, I know. No AI. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will play it. I promise. What? Oh, I lent AI the Somnium oh. files to, to police. The main thing was for the last, like, week or so of holidays, I was just... I really wanted to just, like, spend time in my apartment because I'm probably going to move out of it soon. So, I'm like, I just want to, like, soak in as much sitting on my couch in ugly pajamas time as possible and i got it's kind of gross but i got really hooked onto parenthood the tv show it's all right i watched um married with kids or whatever it's called okay, that's way worse. no 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 not that show um working mums oh. i started watching oh. it at my sister's place she was just had it on i'm like is wait that is that a show or a film it's a tv show Oh. it's actually quite funny okay. and then I went home and when my partner was away for a weekend I'm like I'm just going to watch the entire show in bed Parenthood <laughs> <laughs> is based on a film and they made a TV show adaption that has like five or six seasons um, and it's like four kids kids like adults with their own children and basically they all move back into a city and it's about their dynamics so it's like an ensemble cast Gallery. TV show so it's like Modern Family I've never seen it, but I'm assuming so. Yeah, like it alternates between all their dramas. Yeah. But they're they're really really good. Uh, I guess really good problems. They're not like super dramatic all the time. Like one of them, one of the main plots that is ongoing is uh, one of the couples. They find out their son has Asperger's, and mm. it's about like how to put him in a good school, how to support him, and the dramas around that, which is like quite a, a nice thing to watch that I feel like actually what no <laughs> I auto completed what you said in my head you said how to put him in a bin <laughs> just, okay. you know that oh, thing oh. where you just like ignore whatever the person's saying and say the funniest thing in your head thanks Nick <laughs> okay I'm sorry I was listening anyway I, I was listening too until so that there's point. a lot of that sort of stuff it's got a pretty good cast um and anyway, so I was watching that, but it was good enough that I wanted to watch it, but not quite good enough that I didn't want to play games. Ah, perfect for a game like Stardew Valley. Exactly. Yeah. So that was the mentality. That's what Cave Blazers is. That's, That's the TV show game. I downloaded a bunch of games, and I was looking at what to play, and I was like, I wanted to play Stardew because I wanted to research more about sandboxy style games. And I was like, I guess I'll give this a go. I don't like pixel art. I don't like this sort of style of game. Whatever. Now, yeah, now I'm at like 27 hours or something. I've almost finished my first year. I've slowed down a little because I'm in winter. And winter is when you can't do crops. And so it's just harder to make money. Winter's when you make love. That's, that's what that would be in that game. In well, you ha you're just going to have to find a way to skip winter then. Because that's what you're meant to do in winter. You're just meant to date in winter. Is that what farmers do? Yeah, they date in winter and they work in summer. Is that why, like, what is it, farmer wants a wife? Have you not seen the movie movies? Harvest Moon? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you talking about <laughs> The real movie that is called Harvest Moon. So at least you know the game Stardew Valley is based on Harvest Moon, right? Yes. So there's a movie by Hallmark called Harvest Moon that I've seen. By Hallmark is in the cards. No, Hallmark also do films. Yeah. And they oh, make are they as cringy as the cards? Yep. Yes. Okay. Hallmark films are like I think they even have a channel on 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 American TV. Um, some American in in our chat will probably let us know if a little bit more info here. But basically, Hallmark and like make the shit Christmas movies. Yeah. And what? they also make shit rom coms. Um, and wanna, they like daytime TV kind of stuff. At least it's doing a research now. Yeah, do you, this, this is how I've been watching all those bad Hallmark movies. movies. Oh, there. Wow, okay, can you name some of these? I'll tell you if I've. Oh, a, a Shoe Addict's Christmas. No. Family for Christmas. Yes. A Very Merry Mix Up. 
No. Christmas <laughs> in Rome. No. Oh, these oh are. I have seen. Cool. I'm looking at a glance at some of these, and I have seen some of these. They all have the same. Have you noticed? They all look the same. Snowmen. They're just all two people. Christmas at Graceland. It's the same. It's just like a blonde um, woman. I highly recommend people. Who I love that the woman or the man, and they're alternating. They're wearing a green suit and a red suit and the flips like sometimes yep. it's like she's in a red oh, dress really he's in a green suit she's in a green dress he's in a red suit yeah i i highly recommend Rubber if room. anyone is listening to this after the stream to google hallmark channel or hallmark so movies yeah that was pretty cringeworthy um there's so um, many but yeah so i've just like i've it's gotten kind of extreme because i haven't i guess i haven't had as much time to play video games in the past year or two so but when i get sorry is that my fault technically? No, no. It's no. just in the past year or two you've started working for us. <laughs> I just have more of a life, I guess. And, oh, that's uh, good. I uh, I've noticed now because I'm so hooked on Stardew Valley. I take the long way to places so I can play longer. Like for example, I could catch. Oh, like commuting. Yeah. Not mostly, in the game. Mostly. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, in real life. I like, do that so I can read. Though. I could catch a train sometimes, but I'll catch the tram that's slower, and I know I'll get a seat. So I can sit and play, play the game, game for yeah. longer. Yes, you're, a, you're now a commuter player. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I do that too um, so I can read more because I finished Armageddon in retrospect uh, over Christmas and now I'm reading um, Journey to the West Yeah. for the first time. Andy wanted to borrow that for some reason. I don't know. It's apparently it's a different uh, translation. Um, mm. But yeah, the commuter, taking, I, I would take the tram, which takes about 40 minutes flat at best, maybe sometimes 30 minutes, somewhere in there. Um, to get to the city from my house, but it's right out. It's very close to my house, um, as opposed to walking to the train, then getting on the train for like ten minutes, and then getting to the city, and then walking to the office, which is technically faster, much more reliable. Um, but I don't. I always have to stand on the train, so there's no way for yeah. me to. Except on the way there, not on the way home. I've like when I've been meeting up with people, like my parents came around for dinner last night, and I was like, "Oh, the pub's cheap on Mondays. Let's go to the pub." I purposefully told them to get there an hour later than I would so I could sit and have a beer and play a game on my own for a huh. bit. Like, it's You it's playing the Switch at the addictive. pub? Sorry? You playing the Switch at the pub? Yeah. Okay. A bunch of the guys at the pub play a lot of games and so they'll sit with me and talk. Like, one of the guys who works there has played, like, four or five years of Stardew okay. Valley. If you want to play something cool, I can give you um, my copy of Mario Aces. This no. I, I play plenty. Have you played Mario Aces? The yeah, new I one? Yeah, it's a game. The new one? Yeah. No, it's great. What are you talking about? No, I, I really, I really liked it. it. I loved I Mario Aces. I played through that story and I was like, nah. Oh, the story is dumb, but the campaign content is fine. It's really no, hard. No, it's, it's not fun. I, I don't find it fun. This is weird. This has not happened before. But, but <laughs> we then disagree on Yeah, Nintendo. this is the weird, like, I, out of nowhere, I was like, oh, there's a Mar Nintendo game that I like that isn't Mario Odyssey. Right. Yeah, because I like Mario Odyssey a lot. Actually, okay. have you played Mario Odyssey at least? Uh, no. I, I played Mario Aces because I was making a tennis game and it was coming out at a, same, a similar time. Oh, so okay. it was important for me to play it. Yeah. Speaking of... Was that at the same time as when you were working on Boom? Uh, yeah. Because Mario Aces feels like... Um, Big Bash Boom. Big Bash Boom, which you worked on at Big yeah. Ant. Yeah. Feels very similar. It's like, let's amp up the sport and make it... Like, they have, like, combo breakers and stuff. Uh, it's it's yeah. more of a combat game than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Explode the wickets. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I wanted to name a couple of games that have come out on specific platforms and see if you can guess their Metacritic rating. Oh, fuck. Okay. So yeah. that directly feeds me into uh, Australian Open Tennis 2 oh, on is PS4. This, is this the new one that yeah. Big Interest did? Yep. So oh, I think CD. it's like higher. I think it's like 80. I think this one, I think oh. I've seen some tweet from Giselle that it's actually pretty good. But then again, she might just be picking the good stuff. Uh, I'm going to go for uh, 72. Nick, you were going with 80? Yeah, I'm, I'll stick, I guess I'm sticking with 80 now. Alright. Uh, on PS4, it's at 68 at the moment. Which doesn't sound yeah, great, but is, is, is pretty good for, like, sports games are tough. There's a lot of very strange expectations. Giselle fucking made me think it was real good. Some of the, some of the individual <laughs> some, some reviews are really high. Oh, that's why, There yeah. are a couple of Metacritic scores seen. that are like 80, 85 okay. individually, yep. which is really good. Like, really good. It is only their second Who's going to review a, medic, a sports game and be like, well, it's just a sports game, so I don't like it? So many people. Because I would do that. I would never do that because I just wouldn't pick the game up in the first place. Like, yeah. I will never play one because it's like, unless the one I would have broken on would have been the Big Bash one. If someone had been like... This is a cricket game, but it's like kind of more cool than that. But apparently, yeah. that was not. That was a bit of a rush job. Um, <laughs> was, that, was, that was really disappointing because I left at the end of that game. And, and it was. You said it was the most fun thing you've done there, right? It was probably the thing I was the yeah. most proud of. Like it was really creative and it was interesting. Like a really big thing was instead of just like standard uh, cricket scores and UI, we made like almost like a Street Fighter esque thing that you had the. The thing in the middle with the two bars on the sides and your power ups would build up. Like it really oh, was a unique way of playing. You should have had it like the sh- like you know if you get like leg before wicket, the like his the shin guards like fly off. So you, if you get leg before wicket again, he breaks his leg. Oh. <laughs> like like I make don't it. I think we're allowed to do that this, with licensed players. I think that would be very fun. It's like you're trying to like whittle down their armor. Oh, oh they're oh. like they're like wearing like uh, like medieval knight armor in yeah. front of the wicket. They got they got the bat. And it's made of like steel. Yeah. And you gotta like bust off their armor. You gotta either break, destroy the wickets, or break them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that yeah. would be. Uh, yeah. That'd be yeah. a different game. You can't. And you're like a wizard with lightning balls. We we had stuff. There was a lot more like Dragon Ball Z kind of references in there. If you look at the power up animations, they were really cool. Um, and the, there was like Power Rangers stuff, and <laughs> it was. Uh, but yeah, you can't have that sort of stuff. The same reason why they made Injustice. Once you have licensed characters, yeah, you like can't that, kill them. Or licensed people, yeah, exactly. Can't Especially because there have been people who've died in cricket in Australia from those players. Like you just, it would be a nightmare. Didn't some guy die recently? Yeah, got hit in the head with the ball and just clonked it. it underneath the chin. Yeah. Oh, it was probably like five years ago now, or four okay. years ago now. Okay. But yeah, like the guy who that's very sad. Who bowled that ball would have? I'm pretty sure it was in. Yeah, he was. He was in this game. So imagine if you were playing as that character and you did that, like that would be really insensitive. So I have, I have a weird cricket thing that's not really a cricket thing. So I found out, re- I've, I've known for a while, obviously, one person who came from my year in high school is a famous Australian cricketer now. Which one? Pat Collins. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I also found out my sister's year, she has someone who's famous too. Turns out this person has been to my house. Um, I, I don't know their name off the top of my head, but apparently uh, Alicia was her first name. Her and her mum uh, used to do aged care work and took care of people. Apparently, they abused and murdered someone. <laughs> so we have two famous people from my school now. <laughs> we, we have that and that one has been... A, both of... No, no. Pat had never come to my house. Alicia had. Wow. Well, you're still alive. I'm still alive. We had that the other week where we were going through the alumni, alumnus, from each school and seeing 
what schools had had what and I think it was I think it was Callum school everyone was going through and like naming these exciting things obviously Winston is like every doctor ever has come from that school <laughs> but Callum's was a teacher who stole a bunch of money to pay off her drug addiction yes and, like that was the only one that came up as Mad a respect person. for that person yeah their school <laughs> Alright, we can go through another game. Uh, brain Training on the Switch came out. Which oh. is kind of a hyped game. People really brain. liked those games on no, what, was, DS or... Was it... His face is on it. His face is right on the box. Yeah. Oh, brain God. Training. Is it a new one or is it a re-release of, of an older one? Mm. I'm pretty sure it's what's, a new What's one? the full title? Uh, is it... That's going to inform... Alright, just, oh. yeah, are we going to see the Metacritic score? Or? Yep. Probably not. Yeah, I can yeah. see it from here. <laughs> Shit. Uh, damn it. What? Okay. You should have looked at the screen. Don't Actually, I can't. It's either 64 or 84. Or something along those lines. 64. Uh-huh. Uh, stop looking. Sorry. I'm trying to find the damn Wikipedia. Okay, fine. Yeah. Let's, let's... Sorry. I... I... Okay. <laughs> well. Not, not that well. We ruined it. Not I'm sorry. Well. Alright, that's fine. No one even cares. No one even cares about this effort I've put into Dr. it. Okay, okay, okay. Alright, the next game was Watam on PS4. Oh, I think that game... Or... That it's, like, it's like a 70. I think it's divisive. Because it was very it's... hyped, again. Like, yeah, but it's hyped by sad. people in our office yeah, who really like Kato Takashi. Yeah. Like, yeah. like generally... I think I would think that game is like a 9, but I think the average reviewer is going to give it like a 6 or a 7. Or a 9 out of 100? I would give it a 9 out of 10, but I think the average reviewer would give it a very low score or a middling, like a like a 6 or a 7. So I'm, I'm just going to sit on 65. It's going to be like one of those cult games, right? Where yeah. It's like well, it's every Kato people, game. People who are like, oh, He's, actually... They're know. inaccessible and stupid, yeah. but like very quirky and funny and cute. Well, I'm going to go with a 65 out of 100. Same Z's. Okay. Copy me. I said it first. Fine, I'm gonna go with Close sixty-eight. Okay. It got seventy-two. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I was I was closer with my first guess of seventy, but yeah, like, that makes sense. The seventy-two is like that game. I bet didn't receive lots of seventies. I think it got lots of like eights and lots was of it sixes. Not an Ap- I thought it was yeah. an Apple Arcade game, but mm, perhaps that might be more delayed. Uh, it was. It was on. It was definitely on PlayStation. Okay, I thought the original release was an Apple Arcade game, but I could be wrong. Right. Um, Alright, and Untitled's Goose Game also made its way to PS4. Oh, its reviews are not as good as its, um, it's a, as its, uh... Sales. As its, as its sales, yeah. I think yeah. its reviews are only, like, 70. Or I mean, se- I'm just gonna say 75. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with 82. Holy shit, it's 82. Exactly. Do you know that? Do you pay no. a lot of attention to Metacritic? No, I don't. Why is it so high? I played it recently. It's not very good. Well, I, this Oops. is for the PS4. Um, is this for specifically sorry, I, for the PS4 release or just in general? I think PS4 this is a classic occurrence of like something being like so blown out of proportion yeah. that when I play it, I can find no enjoyment in it. I'm just like, I've seen, I just like, it's just like all the, the wave of memes and it's. I only played it like two weeks ago. So like oh, everything, everything about that game had just been like sort of washed over me and then I played it and I'm like, none of this is funny. Like, I mean, I'm sure it is funny but like because of the context in which I was playing yeah. it, like nothing was funny. It was really bad to play. Like the solutions to the puzzles were 100% known to. There was no puzzle in it at all. I just knew how to do everything. And I've never, I've never watched a let's play of it. I've only seen the trailers, and I've spent, I use Twitter a lot. Mm. So like, thanks Twitter, I guess. I think it's also. I think I'm sure the game's good. It looks good. Nick, I think we're both kind of a bit, fr- like, douchey-woke in that kind of way of, like... Oh, I felt the same I, way about Game of Thrones, which is why I'm never going to watch exactly it. That's exactly what I was going to reference. I'm still Game waiting to see Breaking Bad. 
Game of Thrones is the same thing with me. You've got to give it more time. If I find that if something gets really unnecessarily hyped up, well, it's like it, is, it makes me off-put it. It comes from something, right? Like, it must, it must have something that has appealed to people and people like it for a reason. But because I didn't jump on it on day one, I've now had it re- not spoiled, because it's not a spoiler issue. Like, visual comedy is still always, always funny. Mm. It's just that it's just, like, tasteless now. It's like, ah... This is all old news, or it's like all... I don't know, it's just too much of it. I also feel like with Goose Game, the trailers, or at least like the just like the GIF footage that you see of the game, just as you're scrolling Twitter or whatever, are the only funny moments in the game. Oh, because a lot of the stuff you do isn't that funny? Yeah. I, I think we all have the same problem, right? We all played it in a yeah. really bad context. Like, so, if we just approached... Like, if you were just someone who was browsing the Switch that day, went to the top sellers was not a big old Twitter person or a big old Facebook user and just downloaded Goose Game, it probably was yeah. really well, mind-blowing. So Mick played it because it was in Xbox Game Pass. and That's how I played it, yeah. Yeah, and he didn't. he's not a massive Twitter person. He didn't know that much. Obviously, talking to me, I mentioned it hit a million sales and that it was quite successful and all that stuff. But he didn't really know much about it. And he went to play it and he got to the second level, like the second section... And he got stuck, and he didn't know what to do, and he got like really frustrated and gave up, because he's like, I actually don't know what to do. And it feels like I I could answer a question for it. I was like, oh, you're meant to do this because I've seen so many <laughs> pictures on Twitter that oh, okay. I know that you can like, for example, grab the rake out of the woman's hand or whatever while she's holding it or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah for yeah, reference, by the way, I got to um, I got to the bit with the the two neighbors. Right. Yeah, That's yeah, as far yeah, as I yeah. got. Yeah. So those. There's what there's the there's the pond and the farmer. Then there's, um, there's the farmer, and then there's the street. The street, which I really didn't like, and then, um, and then I got yeah to the the pond. I thought I was starting to enjoy it more. I wish I'd started with that content because it's some content I had barely seen. So I was like, oh, this is all feels very fresh and new. Maybe this will actually be good, and it was better. But by that point, I was too frustrated with just playing it because right. playing it isn't super fun. Like I think game. it is a. I think part of the success like, is that it is a very different experience God, this is of the game. Like, such fucking hot take, this podcast right now. It, <laughs> so, it feels like a unique experience, though. Like, Goose game, fine. Yeah, no, it, no, it feels unique because it's like portraying an animal and the strange way it moves and the but because all the verbs are things it could do. And also, like a lot of people have associations with goose being assholes. Yes, because they like, are assholes. Most people have been swooped by one yeah. or like attacked we were by one. Personally, I have that for emus, but yeah. yes. We were discussing it the other day of like... Flashback to the war. <laughs> yeah, back <laughs> when I fought. goose game is like a way to be an asshole but feel cute about it. Like that's a very satisfying thing to, to emote. Oh, so it's like cancelling someone on Twitter. Um, that's not cute. <laughs> No, it's, I, I think I get the sentiment that uh, it's like, yeah, it's what people want to do. I played people want to be mean. I played through it... You finished yeah, it? Yeah, probably two weeks ago. It started Jan. Yeah. And, because um, it came out on PlayStation 4, so I picked it up. Uh, and I did finish it. Okay. I did every single trophy in the game, which is like, essentially, once you finish the game, do all the extra tasks. Yeah. Uh, and then there's four trophies to beat the game like beat each section God, it's, in a under, it's a lot of content in under the certain times yeah um but I think the most enjoyable thing I had was do, trying to do the speedrun bits cause, and like the extra challenges after you finish the game yeah cause like the, those ones are pretty unique it's like 
collect all the flowers. Like, and put what's, them in a basket. What's the content? Does it continue to just be the same? Like, pick up something, put it somewhere? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but it's like, it's, it spreads out across all the zones. How so long did it take to finish the whole game without platinuming difficult? Oh, about 25 minutes? Oh, really? 25 minutes to an hour? To play the entire game? Yeah, I mean, I, I, as Nick said, a lot of the solutions are very obvious. Um, but then that's also because I've seen stuff about seen it. A lot of I also watched Claire play it. Uh, well, I watched Claire play most of it back when it released. How many levels are? There? How many regions are there after the um, backyard? There's just there's just the the garden, the street, the backyard. backyards, and then the pub. Also, I was almost done. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, the pub takes a little bit. Um, yeah. Just because it's it's a little bit shit with the AI doing random stuff. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, I guess I played that. I was, what is it? I feel like I've just ended up playing a lot over Christmas because I was just trying, doing my best effort to like resist the urge to do work for as long as possible. Yeah. Uh, which was impossible last week, but because um, uh, then I like I would sit down to like have a call with Winston and Elise, and then I'd be like, "Well, I'm already at my desk," and then I just work for the mm. next like six hours. Um. Yeah. Um. People just brought up a couple other games. Uh, Hollow Knight got brought up as a good game. Yep. Which is also like I was just mentioning, like Aussie pride because Untitled Goose Game Hollow Knight. That's pretty cool. Hollow Knight is is a, is a very good game. I can, but it I is, can finally say I like it now too. But it is, I actually played enough it's of it. To quite say it's inaccessible. It's oh yeah, the first. Is, to be honest, like the first hour is kind of bad. Yeah, the first hour is. Well, maybe even first That's two hours. That's probably about how much I played. And <laughs> yep. like it Most looked beautiful. And the style was really cool. We get the thing is, Elise, it gets more beautiful. Sorry. It gets more beautiful. The first hour is the ugliest part so, of the game, um, too. I mean, it, it links to another game that I mentioned about games that are coming out, because there's Hollow Knight 2 and Last of Us 2. Last of Us, I had a similar thing. It it's is Hollow Knight beautiful, 2? and it's... Yeah. Oh, right, that's why right. they were going to do an expansion, but then they just decided to make, make it a sequel. A second game, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, Last of Us had a similar thing. It was beautiful, I understood, understand why it was so popular. But I found it really hard, and it made it really difficult to enjoy the game. It took me two years to play Last of Us, because I would just get to sections that I would get so frustrated at that I couldn't figure out how to do stuff, which isn't necessarily on the developers. I'm not a stealth player. I don't like. I don't play a lot of stealth games, so I don't know how to approach those things. Um, but Hollow Knight felt similar. Like if you've made a beautiful experience, make. I want to be able to experience it, and if it's so frustrating and difficult that I get angry at it, it's not worth it. Yeah, I guess the risk with the mechanics being the mechanics are tight and simple. To be, to be fair, like they're mm. fairly like refined little platformer action mechanics. If it becomes too easy, the whole game becomes boring. Yeah. Right? Like, it's moving through the space is not enjoyable. Like, yeah, it's fairly enjoyable. Like, it's not just seeing it, it's not that fun to just move through the space and kill nothing. For I, no, I, that has, presents no challenge to you at all. I feel like. So they are, it's a fine balance. What it would have benefited from was like similar to Celeste having like modifiers. Oh, just to bring it totally down a little optional bit. To, yeah. That are just like, okay, you can get like, you know, um, like you get, you take less damage or yeah, like more damage. A, yeah, a small thing, like, yeah, being able to just like bring difficulty down. It has no difficulty slider, right? No. Yeah. So like having a difficulty option alone, that just reduces damage taken. It's not like the, me the mechanics aren't hard, hard to engage with. I think it is just like some of the bosses hit real hard when some of mm. the enemies hit really hard. And you, it takes you a long time to get used to the dodging and 
jump in. I think the area is also quite large, and I have very bad short-term memory, so I'd forget where I'd gone. Oh, and yeah. Then I'd make all, like, take quite and a while to get to this map, point. That's a dead end. I'd be like, fuck. I've the map like mechanics times. in that game are really cool, but then also really shitty as you start up because you don't have any of the... I don't know if you know this, just, but as you play more and spend your little geos, geos, you buy you can buy little things that will mark important parts of the map for you. Also, the big one is that <laughs> I didn't know that for ages. You get you got to get the it's not a it's compass. like a easy mode just gives you this for free, right? Like how good would that be? Like it doesn't it doesn't unlock the map sections because you have to go and find the guy who gives you those. Yeah. But like imagine if the um the icons were free. Like yeah. it's, it's not like you're saving much geo I, to do that, but also, just having them from the start would be really nice. Also, the the thing that marks where you are on the map. Oh yeah, that's, and that's you don't get that for ages. Yeah, and you have to equip it as a a rune or whatever. I think that's the yeah. thing with a lot of these games is yep. accessibility is becoming more and more of a big deal, and it seems frustrating to have those games sometimes. That's like I understand that's the experience that they want most players to have, and if anyone wants to have that experience, they can have it but at least give a way for other players to enjoy it. Did I talk about how much I enjoyed Gears of War's difficulty slider? Yeah. On Xbox? Yeah. Um, Okay, so it's a similar thing. Just briefly, like, Gears of War, like, me and my partner were playing, she's bad at shooters, I'm really good at shooters. I played on the second highest difficulty, she played on the lowest difficulty, we were playing co-op, right? It's just a damage, it's like an AI aggression scaler and a damage scaler. So she hits harder, takes less damage, and the AI are less aggressive towards her, and the opposite is true for me. Yeah. So, and I and that made for a really consistent experience for both of us, where we were really on the same playing field. It felt like we were the ups and downs were consistent for us because yeah. the skill levels were matched. Yeah, uh, and the game did a really good job of adapting for that, and it didn't seem like it was much work for the devs, but it was just it was the first time I've ever seen it be not only really good difficulty options, just having them is yeah. normal for shooters, but having them be per player was really cool yeah. I think when it's when it's difficulty like that that's not balanced well though it's one of my most frustrating things in a game if normal's ever. too hard and well, easy's too if easy I, yeah exactly oh, that's always if tough. I go from easy and it's too easy and then I go with more difficulty like I find Beat Saber to be like that I don't sometimes think... the jump from hard to expert is like brutal yeah and and some songs I can do very comfortably on hard and then others I'm struggling on normal yep. And that really, really annoys me. That bothers me a lot in games. Like, I thought I was an expert player, but I'm what? Well, no. kind of, and you just have a bad experience because yeah. it feels like shit to suck at a game, especially when you're self-aware enough to know, like, like I'm, I know not to go on Expert Plus. That's just dumb. I'm yeah. never going to be able to do that. But if, I can, if I've worked my way up to hard difficulty for most games and then they release a new pack and I have to go back to easy... That pack's really hard for some reason. Yeah, that just makes me feel like shit. That, yeah. That's a really bad experience for a player. Mm. Yeah, sometimes that stuff is because they do all their design balancing around the top tier difficulty, where it's like, we want to present harder than hard for the expert players, because they're the people who are always going to buy the content, and they're the people who are going to complain if it's not hard enough and want that challenge. Yeah. And punishing the smaller percentage of the market that's still learning do you think it's a smaller percentage do you think there's more people playing expert plus than all the other difficulties who are playing who are still playing beat saber now yes because anyone who's not playing on expert plus is playing the starter songs because they haven't bought the dlc and they just bought the game uh, so said there's no bridge between the two i don't know about that because they have made it quite accessible like i don't know it's it is interesting choices with the bands but like panic at the disco is a very popular band but then they um, Most people Beat Saber on top of difficulties also has modifiers that make the game a lot easier. Yeah. They've got, like, you can turn yeah. off failures, you can turn off, you can add on hint stuffy, I think. Uh, well, you Give can... it extra, extra like, health, I 
think. Yeah, you can make things. I'm gonna get it confused long. with fucking. You can make things a lot. You can get rid of arrows, so you'd literally just have to hit them in whichever direction. Like that's. Oh, you can get rid of the requirement to have arrows at all. Yeah. Oh wow. There um, is a lot of specific. It's very generous. Yeah. Yeah, I I think like. So, yeah. So maybe sometimes the idea is that you play like okay, expert is too hard. So you play it with no fail and arrows turned off that's, just to learn the rhythm? That's literally how Dan suggested I play it when I was trying to get better at hard difficulty. He's like, you can have a no fail state. He's like, play it with a no fail state and just keep playing it. And then eventually, like, there was one specific bit where I didn't understand how the arrows worked and it was basically like your arms just had to do like a, almost like a drum beat motion. Yeah. But I couldn't understand how to do it. And because it's so many beats so quickly, if you failed one rotation, you pretty much fail. You get that, you get that shitty sound. Yeah, so if you play it on no fail, you play it over and over and over. And like for example, you can you can choose to put it on a slow down mode and choose what part of the song to start. Oh, from, yeah, so that's you can good. just start at the Pistol chorus. Pistol Whip doesn't have that, and I'm very upset. Yeah. To start from a song, Pistol Whip is a song that's like six minutes long. Yeah, and it was like it was only hard at the end. It has this one little ending section. I'm like, fuck! I just want to like jump in. Yeah. Do this bit and get a feel for it, and then go back into the full song. Beat Saber is Beat Saber is a hard one because the i don't think like the difficulty in terms of like because the difficulty mostly scales that the bpm is of the song at the time uh how many notes and like um how long it goes for and how far you have to read do they right. tell you the bpm when you start a song no because it does tell you the bpm yeah. and higher but bpms tend to be hard it's also like if you're on hard like uh, like normal easy and normal on beat saber the colors are only on the side that your arms are on. Yeah. Then when you get to hard, they, they allow the they notes to go onto the other yeah. side. Um, and then expert, the BPM goes oh, up. And, yeah. But the thing is, is, like, I wouldn't say that the difficulty changes a lot. It's the, they've sort of, as the new packs come out, there's new design philosophies that are coming into how and they And you have to learn notes. that design philosophy. Yeah. yeah. You learn different movements. Like it, yeah. it does feel as if... Do you think movements. it feels like a different designer made this pack and now it feels different to play? Like, this guy wants you to yes. dance more rather than hit yes. more? Yes. I there's definitely some, feel like that. Yeah, there's definitely some songs where, like... Like, I've noticed there's, there's tracks where I don't feel the need to move my hips at all, which feels really abnormal when you're effectively dancing whereas other songs I feel very much like pushy from one side to the other and it feels more dancey and more yeah. exciting and more fun yeah it's def definitely the case and like the newer ones like because there's been all of the modern community I think that's actually fed back into people who are ma making the new, new packs because like some of the some of the new tra it's like tracks like Mario Maker popular levels problems all over again well, some of the new tracks are like really well designed and flow really nicely. Uh -huh. And like, there's a lot of like the custom maps that are just really freaking good. Like the people who are making them just really understand how people want to move their arms in their space. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of trash, yeah. but. Um, I never played any custom song because I don't have. I'm playing on with Quest, so yeah. I don't have the way to. I mean, you. I think you, you can, can root it, and it sounds like a lot of work. I mean, I, I sideload builds all the time, but. I feel <laughs> the like there process. are enough. Yeah. songs like at first i saw the list of songs i was like mm, that's not many but with all the different difficulties and stuff like that it it does end up being a fair amount of content mm, i just started playing the 90 degrees and 360 degree modes okay are they good and they are intense 360 degree modes you turn yeah. around in your space yeah. what they, they announced that with i don't have enough space in my room to do that i have a nice clean 180 space that i can play yeah. games in but i don't have a full uh, I'd need to take all the furniture out of my room. Then you can do, do the 90 degree mode, because yes. that's like 90 degrees that way. 
they, they oh. come in and do... Oh, I still couldn't do that. I hit my chairs. Oh, okay. Like, I have, like, a nice cone, I should have said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't but... need to know about that. <laughs> cones. Oh, like, drugs, I see. Yes. Ha, ha. Very, very... Ha, ha. Punk-like. Ha, ha. Sometimes we're they... so straight edge, it's, like, not funny. <laughs> do they... Do they do I only they... drink a lot, so... Do they call them cones in out of Australia? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, cones yeah. might be... Someone... You wouldn't call it, like, ripping a cone? No, I would. Ripping a but cone is, is that, a very Australian phrase. Is that a very phrase. Australian phrase? I think like, so. Yeah, could be a British... It, like a lot of things we think is Australian, it could be British. I don't know, I can't yeah, imagine... They I... talk about drugs a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the guy who plays... Uh, <laughs> have you seen The Gentleman? They have so much slang for weed that I've never heard before, and it feels like Guy Ritchie just made it up. <laughs> I just imagine the guy who plays like Doctor Strange being like, "Oh, rip in a cone." Like, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. I'll text him and see how I'll get a voice recording for you. Of him doing I'll, that. Yeah, of old mate saying, uh, "Rip in a cone." Rip in a cone. <laughs> Last in a bong. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, we have we have. Bang in a durry. Benedict Cumberbatch is like, you know, like all the memes of like how how have you heard his name. Oh, it's funny, yeah. How have, have you heard his name? Cumberdingle, Cumberdumber, <laughs> yeah. Bumberdingle. Uh, what? Uh, um, Bene- Benadryl uh, Bandersnatch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny name. It's, it's, it's an odd name. It's a good... It's, I, 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 I like his name. Benedict Cucumber. Um, Benedict, I don't have a problem saying, but it just makes me think of eggs. So, yeah. yeah. All I want to say is... I, just wanna I say wonder it. if he goes by, like, Benny. No. Maybe he goes by. I always Benny. think about actors like that, <laughs> and you know, you hear you hear their their full name all the time. Um, oh, I'm but trying internally, to like, like, like their Brad friend, their friends Brad call Pitt. me this. But it's always Brad Pitt, always. But like people would be like, "Oh, hey, Brad." Mm. That feels weird in isolation to be like, "I guess." I'm Hello, Brad Pitt. How are you? Hello, oh. Mr. Pitt. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine not referring to someone like Matthew McConaughey. Like, do people Matt. just call him Matt? Hey, I, hey, I assume seems, they would. Seems, hey, Mr. McConaughey. That, that seems uh, underwhelming. Good morning, I mean, Mr. I've, McConaughey. I mean, I always write my <laughs> that name. That sounds like a teacher name. I write my... Yeah, he's a teacher now. <laughs> Great. I write my name as full, but I've never... I never tell anyone to refer to me as Nicholas. It's so freaking annoying, Nick. Every time I go to write an email or tag you in something, I naturally write N-I-C-K. Nothing comes up. I have to go back. And then go <laughs> to that's Nicholas not my name. Instead. My name isn't Nick. I just... I don't know. I don't like. I don't like seeing Nick written out. Where does text. the K come from? <laughs> Look, okay. No one. If I say my full name, a lot of people still can't spell the word Nicholas. It's yeah. very strange. Like How do they, they spell it. Uh, they'll ditch the H sometimes. Sometimes they'll ditch. Oh, that's they'll fair. Replace, that's like a French spelling. Nicholas. They'll, they'll ditch. They'll replace the H with a K. Um, they'll just <laughs> lose the A <laughs> sometimes. They're just Nicholas. Yeah. Oh no, they'll lose the O. Sorry. No, I totally understand your name because like. That's how Nick's have always been. Yeah. It's Nicholas, and then you replace the H with a K when you're shortening it. Yeah. I don't know. I bet I I don't like I don't like seeing the word my Nick written out, but I like. Sorry, someone I'd literally like... just wrote "get over it, Nick." No. <laughs> Fuck you. I like I like how my full name looks. You know, it's really long. My last name is super long. <laughs> well, it's not that long, but it could be longer. It's okay. Long. Can I have a middle name? <laughs> Can, can don't, you don't want a middle name. Really? It, it's so frustrating oh, okay. to have a middle name. No, we'll just stick with that one. Like, going through legal documents is just... It's super annoying. Make it a really long middle name as my, well. My middle name is Alexander. So that's it's, a long, it's that's quite that's long. That's like the same as your first and last name combined. So it's like literally doubling your name length. So yeah. on a lot of like government forms in Australia, you get like you have to write in box letters and they give you one line for your whole name. And Daniel Alexander does not fit. 
<laughs> the R is missing. <laughs> yeah. So Alexander. Alexander. <laughs> I can't cut the R properly. Alexander. 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 So, and then a time, are there times that you abbreviate it to Alex? <laughs> you write, like, Daniel, Alex. Alex? No, because then... Oh, yeah, then, Daniel. Then right. it's, it's two first names. Daniel, Alex, Trafer. If you do that, it invalidates the document. Oh, because... so you're dad. Yes, Sorry. my initials are dad. So yep. you are the dad. You don't include team. your middle name in initials, though, do you? No. No. You well, should, though, but D- you can. D.A. Draper. My... M.D. Yeah. <laughs> um... MD. Yep. Wait, so Nick, you don't have a middle name? No, I literally do not have a middle name. Okay. I've never, never what, had a... Illegally, really, you changed Illegally, my middle name is Frank. <laughs> I'm so jealous, though. It's really frustrating. Yeah, but every time I write my last name, I have to really write my last name. And I have to, like, enunciate all the... When mm. I say it, I have to really, like, pronounce it. What's interesting, it Nick, is I would take you to be someone who would get annoyed at, uh... At things like like umlauts or whatever. I love umlauts. Oh, you mean what do you mean? If I had umlauts in my name? Well, no, just like I feel like you would be someone that would be resistant to to put them into something. I just wouldn't know how if I was typing. I guess. It's I just, have no idea. How, if someone's like my name is Anders and you put an umlaut over the e, I wouldn't know how to do it. Well, I just feel like it's a similar thing with things with like mix something like with a c like a lowercase c oh i you would like because i have an uppercase c yeah. i have a lowercase uppered c. i don't know what you refer to that as but the c in my last name is written like m little c but high up yeah. <laughs> yeah and then my name is a misspelling of like a different name anyway so it's like commonly misspelled do you know what the origins of that is why you i think it just comes from c a, at the top why the way that the muck is just muck? A, it's a scottish thing i think or it's yeah. like a uh, Gaelic origin to having that. having the little letter little yeah. letter there's it's Mick is in a lot of things in Australia like a lot of roads a lot of places yeah. suburbs it's some, also I found out recently it's based on some etymologist will tell me what letter whether it's a, a vowel or whatever following that changes whether it's Mick or what is it Mick Mick or I, I can't remember Mick like, I, I always forget how to pronounce it but Rob McElhee Mick or the guy who created it's always Oh, M-E or M-A? Or M-E? Or M-I? Nick? Nick? No, but I think it's his is M-C-H or something, and it changes whether it's... Cloud. I, I don't know. It's interesting, though, like, learning of those origins, depending on what letter follows it, changes the pronunciation of the Mick. Yeah. Before? Mm. Yeah. Names. I just... I, Got I any lo- more Metacritics for us? <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that was where we started. Okay. Yeah, I have the I have the ones from last time. What were the ones from last time? Uh, we're just guessing Metacritic's now. Is this the thing we do at the end of the podcast? I thought it was a fun game. It is a fun game. Um, actually. Terminator Resistance. Wait, what? You no, mean like the 360 game? game? No, no, no. They no, released no. the PS4, Xbox One. Oh, fifty-five. Oh. To give movie tying game. Like, I don't know. Interesting. So, yeah, across PS4 and Xbox One are 47 and 54. Pretty <gasps> close. This is the one I mentioned last week. Oh, Both got it! <laughs> that I thought was a particularly interesting one is Avicii Invector, which oh, is a yeah. Beat Saber-esque dancing game. It was like, like 88 or something, wasn't it? That uh, would be game, but to just Avicii songs. a friendly Jordy's joke about Avicii. <laughs> you can't. It's mean now because he's dead. Is it? I don't give a shit. He's terrible. Avicii. Avicii is my favourite, eh? 
Look, to oh, be fair, stereo. I love watching the masses while they put I... pingers up their stinkies. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't like that type of music, but he was very talented. Like he was quite young, and Got he was it. doing a lot of very influential music for that. Genre. While I was uh, what playing board games over the holidays, we were listening to a lot of Mark Ribley. That's the kind of like dance music we like to listen to, I guess. Michael Bublé? Mark Bublé. He does this cool thing. He does. He's all, he mixes live. We'll just like start shouting into the mic and then like loop it and then do the drum beat yeah. and then like we just keep layering and layering it and then like play with the crowd as part of that. We'll just like turn it off and then like start shouting at them have and then they'll be like, oh, that was funny and then loop that bit. Have you seen the documentary about Daft Punk they released maybe like two or so years ago? No, that sounds cool, bro. Okay. That was a really, really cool segment. Did you see their face? Where people have seen their faces. Oh yeah, right. They're really like average looking. That's why they have masks. Well, they're not. They're not ugly. They're just like not like. You say faces for radio. No, I wouldn't say they have faces. I think they look fine, but they're not like stunningly handsome. You know. They're not Matthew McConaughey. They're not. uh, He's not stunningly handsome. He's considered. He's full on dad now. Have you seen the gentleman? I haven't seen him. He's getting pretty old. Anyway, he's like fine. He looks fine, but I wouldn't. I don't think he's attractive. He's, well, he's not my type either, but he is cons- like like cowboy attractive? Very attractive, like 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 rugged. Is that what he's going for? I don't know. Did well, he like I smoke? Know. Know. The last time I yeah, saw him in does... something was Girls of Go- Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. <laughs> oh, that was when he was like in his like handsome phase. What was that? That wasn't that long same... ago. That oh, is quite an old movie. That was the same then. time as like How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. It's yeah, it's pretty old. <laughs> How old is Ghosts of Girlfriends Past? It's like two thousands. Really? Yeah, I think he has like a non-smartphone in it, so that's point of reference. <laughs> that's how you that's how you know something was from the O's instead yeah, of the tens. Two thousand and nine. Two thousand nine. Oh Didn't my goodness, that's yeah. eleven years ago. Yeah, sorry. Matthew McConaughey, what have you done since then? Well, I was uh, going to say Interstellar. I've seen in the Wild Turkey. Oh yes. Ads. Yeah, he he switched from being a rom rom com actor to being like a serious actor. Well, he's in the Wild Turkey ad, so oh. that's what I mean by the attractive persona. Yeah, he's a cowboy. He's like walking out and like taking a big swig of whiskey or. Whatever it is. Drink that, wild turkey. I can't do turkey. his voice. I think it's wild turkey. I might be wrong. No, nah, it sounds like something he would do. Yeah. I can see him matching that brand. I played mm. I played the Star Wars game. I played yeah, that you one. said you were going to play it. The good. Jedi. The Jedi. The last one. one. It, was, it was good. Yeah? Are they all gone now? You're, mean, out, you're out of Jedi? <laughs> I mean, it, it takes place in between movies three and four. Ah, so there's more Jedi to come. Yeah. So then, then soon there'll be the new Jedi. Yeah. It'll be on the Switch. <laughs> um, any, like, new NU Jedi. <laughs> but uh, it was, it's quite good. It's quite good. It had good difficulty settings, too. Oh, yeah? yeah. Cool. Okay. The difficulty settings just change uh, how much damage you do, how much damage they do, and how big the parry window is. Oh, and, and the parry window. You get to actually nice, see, yeah. see the graph of where it moves. That's cool, it. yeah. The one issue with difficulty settings is that they don't show you them. What um, they tweak? They, no, sometimes they'll they tell you things they tweak, and you don't have an understanding of what that means. Yeah. Right. But I guess a lot of games, a lot of games have ditched the idea. This was a big thing during the 360 start. Was that like you'd have the achievement for like being the game an easy, hard, medium. Yep. Right, and then Which it was is the fucking worst. I it, and it, so and it was much. always like if you beat the game on hard, you do all the other ones. So the smart thing to do was just always play the games on hard. Yeah. And just put up with it, because that way you would just max you would just maximize your time to get achievements, 
And then Bayonetta was like, fuck you, we're going to give you six other difficulties that you unlock as you beat them. Yeah. And you're like, no! That's, I, yeah, I, I, I really hate games like that that do that, and I hate games that force you to replay. That's why I like games like Until Dawn or Life is Strange. I think if you're going to make a good game, it doesn't need to have to be played five times. And if you're making people do that, that just seems a bit lazy to me. Well, this, this is just people being bad at designing achievements. Sorry. Unless it's near Automata, and then it's very well, like, critical to play That's again. what Elise is saying with Until Dawn, right? Like, meaning, if you're going to replay it, it's got to be meaningful. Yeah. That's yeah. di- meaningfully different, not just harder, or like, yeah. or like <laughs> the bug, the old games where they would be like, oh, if you beat it on a hard, you have to replay it on medium and easy to get the medium and oh, easy yeah. achievements. Trophies that don't stack. Yeah. yeah. Trophy design achievement design got a lot better. Um, and then it got bad again. Now it's just boring. I don't know, I just, I guess I've never ever cared about trophies or achievements at all. I, but especially in like narrative driven games like uh, like Detroit, having a game like that, if they want me to go back and choose a different option, that seems like a slap in the face to me as a, oh. as a player. Mm. Like, no, I made that decision, I didn't want to do that, don't make me do that. I don't care what that, what that arc looks like, because that's not what I as a player would like to do in this situation. I don't, I don't think Detroit had... Oh, maybe they did. Can't remember. Until Dawn definitely had that, like, I think it was like survive with five players, survive with six players, survive with seven players. I'm like, that's crap. But yeah, a lot of games have the, the be a dick ending has a separate achievement to the not right. be a dick ending. We we did that in American Dream, so we're not perfect. Let's be honest. Did what? Sorry. The two endings have different achievements. Hmm. But Specific in American Dream, you could I'm just a lot more okay with than like. Well, American Dream decisions. also doesn't have a single save file through the whole game. You can just reload chapter. You can just reload the last chapter, and then just play through that, and then yeah. get that other achievement again. Yeah. So it's like, at least as far as time is concerned, it's not a big problem. It only takes you to get the second one. You just takes you another ten minutes, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if that. Yeah, I guess if you're you're playing it again, you probably know all the stuff coming, and you just do mm-hmm. it faster. Um. I'm interested to see how you go with I, because like, I you have to go back and make different decisions. Everyone progress like... the story. Oh yeah, but that's similar to nine 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 and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's different. That's meaningfully done that way. That's part of the design, not a afterthought of what are our trophies going to be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like by the end of all these like podcasts and streams, like even the Discord are going to be like at least fucking play I. I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait too long. There was um. One of my favorite games that I played on the 360 generation that did achievements really well was Test Drive Unlimited because it tied achievements into the gameplay progress. Yeah. So, like, um, all the, like, you you basically could do more stuff in the game as you achieve different ranks. So there was, like, five ranks you achieve throughout the game. You start at rank zero and you move your way up. And by, like, if you buy five cars, you you get, like, 20 achievement points. But that 20 points also contributes to your rank level. So it's like if there were it was one to one. There was like a thousand points of achievements and a thousand points of rank, and you would like be leveling up. So it was like very nicely tied in. Yep. So and you could see the achievement list inside the game, and it was like, oh okay, so I'm actually motivated to do these things because they're like tied into the game mechanics like yeah. super directly, and it's just progression. Like if the trophies weren't there, then it wouldn't have mattered because it's still part of the kind of. They, yeah, the trophies were literally just milestone points. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was like buy five cars, buy ten cars, buy twenty cars. Um, a lot of those narrative games will have like finish chapter one, yeah. finish chapter two. Yeah, That's yeah, it. like the Telltale games is just literally finish the game and get the platinum. Yeah, so um, Test Drive didn't have a finish the game yeah. or I finish half the game or whatever. Yeah, but it, it was like it was like Forza, right? Like it's an open world map and you drive around, and you do. It was like and the game had like no 
progression otherwise. Yeah. Like, there was no plot to follow, so it was just, like, drive around the map, buy houses, buy cars, do races. Yeah. Clear the map was the most annoying achievement. Um, you had to drive around all of Hawaii on drive on every single road. Yeah. I think I only got, to like, 80% or something. Still pretty high, but I drove, I played a lot of that game. I think also, like, when you're saying try this, try that, whatever... That's just encouraging you to experience every element of the game, which mm. isn't bad. Just in in, a, in like a verby game is. with a lot of in like a verby kind of game where you got to do lots of different actions. It's like get twenty get a twenty hit combo or um, like fi- not find all the secrets. Those always suck. But like um, get uh, try doing try using this tool out or try using this weapon out. Yeah. Versus like take the bad narrative option versus take the good narrative option yeah. there's a yeah. big difference there because like one is like to get this you have to either restart the whole game or you just have to do things like you said they're against like the way you want to play the game yeah. whereas like doing small little variances is not nearly as frustrating like mm. just tr- or like when they're encouraging you to use tools you wouldn't otherwise like halo 3 had this really weird one they had a bunch of halo 3 had a lot of activated items like there was one that was like um uh, a mine you dropped out and there was an achievement for like killing like a vehicle using the mine in the campaign and it was like weirdly hard to do yeah but it was kind of fun to try it and those i feel like are not but also there's no divergence in the narrative in that game so they can they can only give you these kind of options um yeah yeah trophy design is weird mm. sorry achievement design i can't call them trophies because i don't know what a fucking trophy is trophies ps4 achievements I, I know i just don't I've not internalized it fully because I've never unlocked one myself. Right. Trophy. No. Oh, except in testing our games. I was like, what's that How popping up? How have you never unlocked a trophy? Because I don't own a PS4. Ah, oh, okay. That makes more sense. Why so you're you... just like exceptionally bad at video games. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really good at avoiding all trophies. Yeah, like yeah. as soon as you get to the end of chapter one, you're like, nah, you're not getting that trophy out of me. I, find, I, I do like out. a memory cheat to like skip to the next level without progressing and completing that, uh, Clearing that flag or something. Wow. Best, yeah, I would be a speedrunner in a different life, I think. <laughs> Alright, I think we should probably wrap it up because we have yeah. work to do today. Because <gasps> it's the start of our day. Yeah, the beginning, I know. I don't mind the morning slot. That's Could be you're even a earlier. Person. Yeah, I'm, I know. So not a I'm not a morning person. person. I just like getting in early. It's different. Yeah, I don't know. I'm very grumpy. Grumpy, grumpy, grumpy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Got myself a I'm grumpy, so I should come to work so everyone can enjoy it. Cheery. All right. Oh, speaking of which, I want a coffee. Cool. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, yeah. everyone, for joining us on Thanks, everyone. podcasting today. Um, Thanks for joining us for episode number... 37. Really? No, no, no. 53. We should know 62. what number we're on. Yeah, you so should be good, because you guessed the Metacritics. Dan, what? I guess Dan. Dan, what do you reckon it is? Episode... Uh, it's like 30-something, right? Uh, ep- ep- episode, episode 44. Yeah, that's a gross number. All right. 44 is a gross number? Yeah. Is it because it's death and death in Chinese? Death, uh, death. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, because the way you... S- it wouldn't be death yeah. and... The way you say yeah, it wouldn't no, be right. death and death, yeah. It anyway, also wouldn't be written the same either. Thank you for joining uh, us. Uh, if you're not already on so our Discord... Sure, no. Join us on our Discord. Yeah, we'll post more information about our next stream. Um, and no, that's not how you write the number. Keep an ear out for our fire yeah. relief stuff. So yeah, you said we'll be announcing that pretty soon. Oh, it'll be pretty obvious when it happens. We won't even need to announce it. Yeah. We'll, but we'll, you'll know. We'll, yeah. we'll definitely post Look about it. Look out for that. What's, eight, what's the day today? Australia not dying, please. Yeah, I can say it's this week. I just can't say what it is. The 14th of January. It's this week. Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.